We are back from the break, ladies and gentlemen, on the hottest show in the streets in terms of Alabama football talk. It's in my own words with yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. I am live in studios. We started this topic of conversation off with the National Football League Scouting Combine this week at Lucas Oil Stadium. And in terms of the University of Alabama, running back Damian Harris and offensive lineman Jonah Williams, both creating massive value for themselves. The duo turned in strong workouts, solid performances on Friday. The combine will continue on Saturday with quarterbacks, wide receivers, and tight ends. Irv Smith Jr. will represent the Crimson Tide. On Sunday, things flip over to defense, where you got defensive linemen and linebackers that plates Isaiah Boggs, Quinnen Williams, Mac Wilson, and Christian Miller. And then Monday, to end all be all, you got defensive backs, hello, to Savion Smith, where that group is concerned. As always, got to remind you of the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app and why it's important for you as a fan of the Crimson Tide to download this. You want the best in Crimson Tide football news, notes, and information. You want to know everything about the essence of Alabama football. What are you waiting for? There is no other app like the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Why? We provide, we deliver, we give you, the fans, the best. Practice recaps, game recaps, highlights, recruiting, press conferences, player interviews, something new, something different, something cutting edge that you're not going to find on any other site. You're a fan of In My Own Words, hop to those podcast options right now. You can check it out. SoundCloud, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, Overcast.fm. No excuse whatsoever for you not to be plugged in to the hottest form of Alabama football talk. As we dive into now topic two of the conversation, I teased a name prior to the break that, to me, this is the lone name that is going to get Alabama not just back to the college football playoff, but the lone name critical to helping the Tide win a national championship for 2019. And it's none other than rising junior inside linebacker Dylan Moses. The reason why I bring Moses into the conversation, if you look at the national championships Alabama has won under Nick Saban, 2009, 2011, 2012, 2015, and 2017. Each of these had an inside linebacker that either led the team in every major statistical category or was in the top three to five in terms of team leaders. 2009, Rolanda McClain, just to prove a point, 104 tackles that year, led the team. 14 tackles for loss, led the team. 14 quarterback hurries, was a team leader. The 2009 Crimson Tide won a BCS National Championship behind Rolando McClain. 2011, you look at Donta Hightower, 85 tackles, led the team. 11 tackles for loss, was a team leader. Four sacks, was a team leader. And behind Hightower, Alabama led college football defensively in all five major categories, including scoring defense, 
giving up 8.2 points per game. But Todd would go on to win a national championship in 2011. 20, uh, the next guy, you look at C.J. Mosley in 2012. That season, Mosley led the team with 107 tackles, had nine tackles for loss, was a team leader in that respect, had four sacks, was a team leader in that respect, and got the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 2012. You go down to 2015, where you pick up Reggie Ragland. Ragland, 102 tackles, team high, six and a half tackles for loss, team leader, seven pass breakups, team leader, six quarterback hurries among the team leaders. 2015, Alabama won the national championship in the college football playoff. And then down to 2017, you pick up Rashawn Evans, 74 tackles, tied for first on the team, 13 tackles for loss, team high, six sacks among the team leaders, seven quarterback hurries among the team leaders, and Rashawn Evans in 2017 got Alabama to the national championship for the college football playoff and won it. Probably the only guy of the Nick Saban era of leadership position where the inside linebacker is concerned. And when I talk leadership position, I'm referring to juniors, seniors, you know, fifth year, sixth year seniors, graduate students, that type. From that junior year up is where that leadership comes in for me. Only one guy of the Nick Saban era from a leadership perspective at inside linebacker led his team in major categories and did not win a national championship as a starter at that inside linebacker position, that being Reuben Foster in 2016. Foster that year, 115 tackles led the team, 13 tackles for loss, team leader, five sacks among the team leaders, eight quarterback hurries among the team leaders, got to the college football title game against Clemson in the second matchup and defense ran out of gas, offense can stay on the field, and it it hurt. But Reuben Foster, the only one of a Nick Saban era that led his team or among the team leaders and really commanded that group from an inside linebacker perspective that did not uh, carry home a national championship as a starter in that spot. I bring in Dylan Moses as the guy that can get it done for the tie for three reasons. Number one, Dylan Moses is a natural born leader. Moses, five-star recruit, hailing from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. For natural born leaders, it's not an easy thing to go against the grain, especially when you're from Louisiana, the hometown school, the LSU Tigers, great program, strong education, always in the conversation for a Southeastern Conference championship, at times in the conversation to compete for a national title, and LSU also puts players in the National Football League. And with Moses being offered as an eighth grader, a lot of guys in Louisiana just thought, He's coming to LSU. There's no way we lose him. Yes, we lost Landon Collins, Eddie Lacy, Denzel DeBall, Tim Williams, Chris Allen. We lost a lot of players from this area to Alabama, but there's no way Alabama walks in here. There's no way Nick Saban walks in here 
and takes Dylan Moses from us. People in Tiger country just thought Moses was going to LSU, but once again, leadership sometimes goes against the grain. Moses looks at the situation and thinks, well, at LSU, I probably will be in competition for an SEC championship. I probably would be in competition for a national championship, but at Alabama, I'm definitely in the conversation for an SEC title. I'm definitely in the conversation for a national title, and definites outweigh probabilities in Dylan Moses at the University of Alabama. Another reason that shows him to me as a natural born leader, Moses doesn't seek out approval. Moses doesn't seek out acceptance. As good as Mac Wilson was, and as great as Mac Wilson could have been, Mac Wilson loved to seek out approval on social media. He was always on Twitter putting something out there, typing something up, you know, tweeting something out, sharing something. And I'm not saying that using social media is a bad thing. That's not what I'm saying. But when you put things out there on social media trying to get the arousal or the attention of the fans, you know, fans expect you to deliver. And when you don't deliver, then there comes the criticism as opposed to Dylan Moses, who is rarely on social media. He is focused on the, the defensive system. He's focused on the playbook. He's focused on the teammates. He's focused on the coaching staff. He lets his play on the field do the talking. He's not going out there trying to grab the acceptance or the approval of people on social media. He's out there taking heads off in practice. He's out there taking heads off in the game. He's out there trying to get guys in the right spots. He's out there because he understands a natural born leader gets that thing done on the field. And he doesn't talk a lot, but when he speaks, people listen. When he speaks, people stop and give him that attention and give him that respect because he presents himself you know, as that natural born leader. That's number one for Dylan Moses in my book. Number two, that's the reason why he's the guy, in my opinion, that gets this done for the tied and inside linebacker. He's built a lot like Dante Hightower was when Hightower was in Tuscaloosa. Dylan Moses at 6'3", 233 pounds, big dude, big, big frame. He's a guy that can stick his nose into the trash and take down a 200 plus pound running back. But he's also a guy that can knife his way through and harass the quarterback. Dylan Moses had three and a half sacks last year, 10 tackles for loss, one of those team leaders again. So he's got the physical frame to bend around, affect the passing game, as well as the physical frame to dissect the play, knife his way in, shed off opposing offensive linemen, and stop the opposing back in his tracks for loss of yardage. Natural born leader, physical, physical, physical player, once again recruited in the eighth grade. And then last but not least, number three for me, Dylan Moses takes that film study seriously, highly intelligent. 
he as much as he resembles Dante Hightower in the build, he resembles a mixture of Rolando McLean and CJ Mosley in the film room. And why do I state that? I remember talking to Eric Anders, former tight linebacker, about a couple of years ago. And Eric Anders told me about how you could diagram a play on the board and Rolando McClain would pick it up instantly. Other linebackers, it would take them a couple of possessions, a couple of run-throughs, a couple of, hey, coach, repeat that again. Hey, coach, I didn't get that. Hey, coach, can you make it clearer? Rolando, Rolando McClain, one time, got it. It was out there running the play. It was out there doing that drill to perfection the very first time. It's the same thing with C.J. Mosley. He just had a feel for where he was on the field, where he was in relation to making plays, setting other guys up to make plays, and how to run that system Excuse me, mentally. It's the same thing with Dylan Moses. According to a lot of people that I've spoken with, and of course, you know, Dylan has mentioned this, to members of the respective media for Alabama, it did not take him long to learn the Crimson Tide system. He said for most guys, it would take them, you know, months, weeks, long periods of time. For him, he had no problem, no issue picking it up. And the big thing with Moses was, it was he along with Deontay Thompson that had to get Mac Wilson into the film room. You didn't have to beg Dylan Moses to go watch film. He was in there every moment to pop the tape in himself. He was the first guy in there, the last guy to leave, because he takes this seriously. He wants to be the guy that this team can depend on to make the right call, to have that chess match going with the opposing offense, to get that defense set up to take the opposing offense's head completely off. Dylan Moses is that guy. So. Just my reasons here. First and foremost, the kid's a natural born leader. Second, he's got the physical build at 6'3", 233 pounds. Number three, intelligence. He's got a mixture of Rolando McClain and CJ Mosley with the film study is concerned. Also, if you mention this, 2017, Moses had 30 tackles, five and a half sacks as a freshman made the all-freshman team for the Southeastern Conference last season. Going back to guys stepping up making tackles, Dylan Moses led the team in tackles with 86 as a sophomore, was not looked at as the leader, that was Mac Wilson, but Dylan Moses had, Dylan Moses had the better year. 86 tackles, led the team as a sophomore, 10 tackles for loss, fifth on the team among the team leaders, three and a half sacks, fifth on the team among the team leaders and was a Budkiss Award finalist. I am really excited to see what Moses can do starting spring ball, also summer workouts, fall camp, and the 2019 college football season because as great as Alabama's offense is, as great as Tua Tagovailoa is, as explosive as the Crimson Tide were a season ago or was a season ago, under Tungabangoa, you saw in the national championship game against a massive defense like the Clemson Tigers with Wilkins and Farrell and Bryant and Kendall Joseph, they will shut an offense down. 
and they had Tua Tagovailoa schemed out, and there was nothing he could do. When you look at the New England Patriots, as great as Tom Brady is, and he is, that Super Bowl against the LA Rams, it was that defense led by Dante Hightower that just completely discombobulated the genius and Sean McVay, the wonder boy and Jared Goff, the big time bruiser and Todd Gurley. It shut down volume two of the greatest show on turf. You still need that defense. You still need to anchor in the middle of that defense to make sure things are run well. And for me, for Alabama next season, the guy is Dylan Moses. Taking our final break here on In My Own Words. Don't touch that down, folks. When we get back, I dive inside my sleepers. We looked at my top five marquee offensive players, my top five marquee defensive players. I'm going to now give you my five sleepers for Alabama football in terms of spring practice. Don't go anywhere. We're coming back to tidy up some loose ends in my own words.